Hi, and welcome to the August 20th podcast for Astro Energy with me, Shelly Overton, an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. And I want to welcome you this week. Um, it is a little late, and part of that is because I have other obligations that I cannot not do. Hair is looking a little rough. I was out in the rain today, and um, I'm <laughs> here at my new place, and we've got events that are literally right outside. I'm on the sixth floor, right on down outside my window. And it's a major sporting arena out my window. Every so often, usually every week, they have a soccer event. And then they have all this uh, DJ sound and everything. And I'm trying to get this done before that hits. You know, it's kind of my life has definitely gotten a lot busier. But um, I'm considering doing something else with astrology as well on the channel. And I'll probably do that tomorrow afternoon if I can, or this week at the latest. And I'll post it up on my YouTube channel. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's going to be kind of fun, though. Anyway, um, we're going to go over the aspects. I am missing my daily planetary guide, which I have every week. I cannot find it. It's around here somewhere. And so I've got an ephemeris drawn up here on the Internet. If you're wondering what that is, that is a table of information on where the planets are by degree and which sign. And you can refer to it, but the difference is the planetary guide gives me a daily rundown of all the aspects. I haven't done that. I'm not doing it on my computer. Um, honestly, I'm really looking forward to an app at this point. So I'm just trying to uh, give you all of the stuff you need for the week and uh, get through it without uh, dozing off. Honestly, let's look at what we have. I've got the chart here and you're welcome to follow along on the chart. We've got, I didn't even put it on a zero Aries on the horizon like I normally do. Yeah, so you've got exactly the chart that I am doing the podcast for right now. And it's a three degree Capricorn rising. We have Pluto and Capricorn 27 degrees retrograde in opposition to Juno, the asteroid of marriage and partnership. It is in the sign or in the house, excuse me, of marriage and partnership right now, which is over there in the seventh house. And that means that Definitely with Juno opposite Pluto, there are going to be some very serious breakups. Marriages are breaking up. Um, interestingly, Taylor Swift's producer, Jack Antonoff, got married this weekend. And so uh, it's going to be an interesting chart for him because it is major upheaval with an opposition to Pluto. It is not a, a planet aspect I would have chosen for him. Uh, honestly, I'm looking at that going, it looks like a two-year marriage is what I would say, but it could be four-year if you include the two degrees before Pluto changes signs to Aquarius, and then um, it could drag out longer because if you're waiting for Pluto to get to two Aquarius, which is an exact opposition to Juno, there will be a major upheaval in that, and it's just not a chart I would have chosen. Um, You've also got the square and, well, square both to both uh, entities of Eris, um, Chiron, North Node, and Aries, and on the other side, the Moon, Cirrus, and South Node. So there's a cardinal cross going on. Uh, with, well, there's a cardinal cross. Um, there are other asteroids that we're not going to talk about in Cancer, which is opposite the Pluto and Capricorn energy. 
but you've got Leo planets. Venus was retrograde. Sun, 27 degrees Leo, late degree Leo. There's something that's not authentic going on here. And um, I'm just looking at going, it's a really stressful chart for a wedding. And I feel bad kind of because the one positive thing is, I think it was yesterday, the moon was in sextile to Juno. That was a good thing. Venus and Leo is a good thing, except for it's about a week and then she retrogrades back or stations direct and then goes direct and changes the emotional makeup of what's going on. So what that breaks down to for relationships is you have the energy of Leo, which rules romance. You have the energy of Venus, which rules love and also money. And money is an expression and a reflection of value. And it can be a value of love. Do we love ourselves? If we love ourselves, we're willing to allow in money as a reflection of that self-worth. Love and money kind of go hand in hand. And Venus is the goddess of beauty and love. And she's going to change direction in seven days. And if you go by one day equals one year after, you know, from the chart, the next day is the next year. Second day is the second year, et cetera. So seven days after the day of the wedding would be seven years. And that's going to be a bit stressful. Um, it's a week. Venus goes direct. So she changes direction in seven years. Seven years correlates to a Saturn cycle. So it's not a chart I would have chosen. And I will put that out into the recording of this event because somewhere between two and seven years, I mean, I'm not going to get in that deeply, but two, two to seven years, you know, hopefully they can make a go a bit longer, but there you have it. And um, interesting note, I kind of, because I have Venus and Leo tend to follow a lot of celebrity connections and Jack Antonoff, of course, producer for Taylor Swift and a lot of her recent work, but also um, he's marrying the daughter of Andy McDowell who is an actress and she was in Legends of the Fall and uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, that kind of thing. So uh, interesting Hollywood connections. Okay, um, didn't mean to start out talking about celebrities, but it was, I guess, on the top of my mind. And it kind of lent itself as an example to the Juno opposite Pluto. The other thing I've noticed with Pluto back in Capricorn, is old physical issues that we may have ignored are coming back up. Old issues, uh, kind of what I've been really pondering for the last few weeks is with Pluto retrograde, with um, Neptune retrograde, Saturn's retrograde, Venus retrograde, let me see if there's anything else. Well, Chiron and Eris, we've got the energy of going back in time. So what happens is, the planets move direct, and then when they go retrograde, we're back in the same energy that we have lived through. So whatever was going on when the planets were direct and maybe issues when they went direct, now we revisit them to revise, revisit, revise, you know, kind of same derivation. But it means that now we're looking at it with a fine-toothed comb. We're looking at it under the microscope going, is this holding up? And it seems redundant. It seems like we've been here before, but if you're not paying attention, you may feel like, oh, I'm just living my life in a forward motion. You know, things are new and we're going forward, but that's not really the case. 
when the planets get back to those positions, it's like we're seeing a movie again and we're reviewing it. So I noticed in my life that there are themes that I was dealing with earlier in the year. And now those themes are back. And I had moved beyond that. I had seen forward momentum and movement of those themes and issues in my life. And now with the retrogrades, they're back. As an example, one of the things that I noticed is I have a tooth that lost a filling a couple of years ago at the end degrees. It was over the summer. I think it was like May. And I lost the filling, but it wasn't urgent. And I had to put it off at that time. And it didn't hurt. And it was ignored. Then the planet Pluto moved forward, went into Aquarius. You know, I knew I had to get it done. I knew I had to see a dentist and still wasn't getting it done. And it's on my agenda now. But about two weeks ago, half of my tooth fell out. The, the bottom half of a molar went away. I still have some, but it's getting more urgent. So the universe shows us a hint. And if we ignore it, it gets louder and louder. It's not only the case with things that are the domain of Saturn and Capricorn, which are teeth and bones, but other things in structure systems that we are seeing. And that's why when I see Juno directly opposite by four degrees, the energy of Pluto, I know that there is something going on with marriages. They are breaking down. It is an energy that is not allowing us to continue in something that has lived past its date. And currently, we are seeing a lot of old systems living past their due dates and they are leaving. That can be relationships, that can be systems in government, in work, in business, ways of earning a living, um, things that you've done for a long time, especially if they were done in 2008 or initiated in 2008, they will be ending because it's a cycle of Pluto and Capricorn. And it doesn't mean everything's gonna end, but it does mean that it's breaking down. The structures are compressing and, and disintegrating. And it's emotional because we also have Neptune in Pisces. We have Saturn in Pisces, Saturn being the ruler of the Capricorn energy that Pluto answers to right now. And Saturn retrograde is giving us that emotional sentimental hit. So as we see the energies uh, retrograde and Saturn retrograde is very practical and pragmatic. Pluto retrograde is deeply emotional and gut-wrenching on some level, but it's also covert and it is in a difficult aspect to Leo energy, which is why there is even more of a pointed energy with Leo people, Capricorn people, Pisces people, and their opposites which is about half the zodiac. So you've got Virgo, Pisces, Capricorn, Cancer, Leo, Aquarius, that's six signs. And they're all having some kind of integration with this energy, disintegration. So if you're any of the signs I just listed, you're probably going through it right now. Um, having Venus going direct on September 3rd means that over the course of this coming week and next week, 
we will strongly start to feel things are loosening up and maybe going back the way we want them to go. Um, Venus and Leo, she is going to be shining again. She's been hiding her light. Uh, Venus retrograde in Leo can be more of an Aquarian Venus energy. It can even be kind of a Mars in Aquarius energy because it is the opposite in the energy of opposition and balance. You've got Venus, the opposite would be Mars, feminine, masculine, and Leo, which is opposite to Aquarius. So that's why I say Mars and Aquarius. And Mars and Aquarius means that we're driven to be more intellectual and less emotive, less empathic, which feminine energy is very empathic. Masculine is productive and active. And so as we see this Venus retrograde for about you know, but like today's 20th, so maybe two weeks, um, we see a more assertive masculine energy wanting, well, that we express, you know, normally our feminine side is expressing more masculine and definitive. And being a person who has Venus and Leo natively, I can tell you that that is probably more how I am. I'm much more able to detach emotionally right now. I am flipping the energy a bit. I'm not as receptive. I'm much more proactive, which is that Martian energy. And you can even take it one step further and say, what, what house is that energy in? Look at the opposite house. And that is really active right now. I have a client and friend who has Mars in Aquarius. Well, not Mars in Aquarius. She has a lot of planets um, triggering Aquarius in the house of career. And so Venus retrograde in the third house, is, well, on the IC cusp, the lower part of the chart, is triggering the midheaven. And so she's probably getting more activity for her career right now. I haven't talked to her in a little bit, so I haven't really looked at her chart for current aspects. But I would say that's what's going on is there are some wonderful triggers for career. If you happen to have a Taurus rising, um, you're going to have a lot of career stuff coming up in the near future in the next year. And, you know, with Pluto and Aquarius, it'll be ongoing. So we've got those energies really showing us the past and showing us um, how we are sentimentally connected, how we need to clean house. Definitely Pluto at end degrees of Capricorn is about clutter clearing and house clearing, cleaning up, organizing, getting it ready and prepped for the new, which Aquarian energy can bring in a lot of new. Uh, Virgo is Mars in Virgo at 25 degrees. Right now, Mercury at 21 and Pallas Athena at 19. Again, practical aspects. Uh, Mercury rules Virgo and it is mental energy, mental clarity, highly aware, micro interested in things. Mars is taking action on what we know and um, also being more ambitious when it comes to teaching and learning, um, helping others. And then Pallas Athena is also that energy that I look at for a significant person in your life that's almost a destined partner, romantic partner, is under Pallas Athena. Pallas Athena in Virgo shows us more of a virginal goddess kind of archetype. And so she is capable of taking care of her own needs and, you know, really being in the world for a higher purpose, which 
really shows itself in the love arena, but it can also be um, a lack of physical expression of love because Virgo, the Virgin, is less about sex and more about um, intellect and helping. It is the Vestal Virgins. So it's an interesting energy and it will have an effect on relationships, but what it does is it pulls out the tension and the friction from that increased passion that we can find in relationships. And then this week, the moon goes from Libra to Scorpio and then Sagittarius over the course of the week, again, two and a half days for each. And so for the Libra energy, we're going to have more balance and cooperation, romance and, and marriage as part of that, as well as partnership and businesses as it goes along with that business partnerships. Cirrus in Libra. This is interesting because also in my life, I mean, doing my medical stuff right now, and I just have blood work done. Cirrus is our diet. And in Libra, it's about balancing the diet. I got my blood work back yesterday, which is the opposite sign of Aries. So now we have Chiron in Aries, North Node, Eros, 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 Chiron, and North Node in Aries. So the blood is also part of the current um, issue or theme that we're dealing with right now. So the opposition energy is showing an altering of a diet and what can we do in our diet to shift and change for a healthier life? And that being said, my diet seems to be a big issue in my blood work because I have allergies to wheat, to casein, which is in milk, to cocoa, which is in chocolate, to egg whites, which wheat and egg whites. Tell me what bread item isn't made with both of those and um, corn. So I've got a lot of grain energy and dairy energy in my breakdown of my blood work. Also cats and dogs. So of course I'm an animal lover, but that means that with Cirrus and Libra now there has to be some kind of reckoning, so to speak, especially with South Node in square to Pluto. I've already given up many, many things for my dietary needs. I'm a vegan. So now I have to alter that even more. And, you know, you roll with it. You follow what you need for your health. And at this stage of the game, I really want to be healthier in my later years. So I'm going to do it. I'm very committed to having a long, healthy life. Okay, so, you know, in your life, you may see that there is an altering of diet going on with Cirrus in Libra, balancing it out. Um, Aries is the carnivore of the Zodiac. And so Chiron in Aries is going to give us where maybe the assertiveness or the love of blood, bloodlust, meat has to be challenged. It is challenged. Cirrus is exactly opposite Chiron at 19 degrees. So we're finding that maybe now is the time to test a diet. Could be anything, could be keto or gluten-free or vegan or vegetarian, anything that you think may work for your altering of the kind of things you eat. And Virgo, Mars, Mercury are also supportive of that because Virgo is a health and hygiene energy. So it's going to recommend better care, care of your health. And so it is not surprising that and Pluto and Capricorn shows us the hidden 
and it brings it to the surface. Capricorn is the body. It is um, healthy aspects and healthcare. So yeah, you know, it's we've also got a triumvirate basically with Jupiter and Uranus. Uranus is also doing that for us. Uh, Uranus is at 23. So technically Uranus is also in aspect to Cirrus and uh, Chiron. It's definitely a moment in time for dietary changes and love and marriage changes. That's really kind of a high focus of this week. Um, let me see if there's anything else I want to say. I know we've got a shift of Mars into Libra coming up. So we're wrapping up the late degree Mars, which can be heightened accidents. I've myself had not accidents as much as distractions. And I hit a curb with both of my tires and I have very low tires because the style of tire, it's very small. And I hit the hubs on these curbs twice this week when I was driving. It's just been been a week, let me tell you. And then um, I also was at a couple different locations of other police activity. One, uh, three people got shot yesterday and I happened on the scene after the police got there, there were six cop cars, one lady died from gunshots, and then there were some Hummers that apparently whoever, there were at least two Hummer vehicles that um, those owners or the people driving them were being uh, questioned. I still haven't heard the full truth. This is in Orlando. So if you want to look it up on your own, you know, feel free. But, you know, that was right in my day-to-day -day crosshairs as I went through an intersection. It's been an interesting week. I passed a car that was facing the wrong direction on the highway just this afternoon. And so, you know, he was probably going a little too fast with that. So just watch your speed. Know that Mars in late degree Virgo is going to be bringing uh, more heightened distraction, quick thinking without follow through or um, ego with Mars energy can also enter into it. Um, sun goes into Virgo in the near future. It's at 27 today. Again, I don't have my ephemeris. I, well, I don't have my planetary guide, but I do have an ephemeris. So the sun moves in on 23rd, which is Wednesday into Virgo. So that's going to be uh, less of that storytelling, embellishment, superlative kind of speech and boisterous, gregarious, generous energy of Leo. I do love my Leos. And into Virgo, it will be, again, more practical. Paper will matter. Writing in the physical, tangible world, administrative work, medical and health issues, and people in the medical profession, service industry. As the sun goes into Virgo, she opposes Saturn in Pisces, which is right in alignment for, uh, well, I've already had COVID amongst family members this week. I don't have it. I masked up when I found out they had it and stayed a good six feet away. And so COVID's probably going to rear up again with the sun in Virgo because it is health and hygiene opposite Saturn structure and uh, the opposite of health, which is disease and germs in Pisces. So no, that's a possibility in the next few weeks with the sun opposing that energy. And then again, right before the sun moves into Libra, we're going to have an opposition to Neptune. So I definitely see the next month is going to be a strong energy of a reoccurrence of COVID, which already, 
I think is coming in. Um, there's kind of like a COVID flu from what I understand in the news or um, in the metaphysical world. I've heard a little uh, bug in my ear about that. So just watch out, wash your hands again. I know we got really lax, but if you have to, if you, if you have a cough, if you sneeze, if you have a runny nose, it probably in my opinion is not a cold or allergies. It's the end of the summer and we're moving into fall. Our immune systems are down. So have more elderberry syrup, have more vitamin C, ginger, garlic, all the good things. And, and I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. Just be careful and watch what you eat and watch how you take care of your health and your immune system. Okay, um, what else do we have here this week? We've got a retrograde of Jupiter coming up. It's not in August, it's in September, right around the 5th of September. I, oh no, I take it back. Uh, September 3rd, we have Venus going direct and Jupiter going retrograde. So that very day, we have two planets switching direction. Jupiter retrograde in Taurus is going to be about money, love, value. It's going to be about travel and our physical goods. I would say Jupiter retrograde in Taurus, watch out for your luggage, market extra well. Don't put your best valuables in your luggage while traveling because chances are they may get lost. They may come back when Jupiter goes direct and comes back to the degree that he retrogrades at, but it's probably better safe than sorry energy as this approaches. It can also mean um, difficulties with things in the material world, you know, our possessions, TVs, uh, phones, furniture, anything of structure can break or disintegrate with Jupiter. Jupiter is transformative and it is in Taurus, which is couples. So Jupiter does transform couples, but it also um, gives break points. So there may be, uh, and it doesn't mean that we always have to be broken up, but when it transitions retrograde, it can break and add that stress to a relationship that is already on the skid. So it could be the final blow. Uh, let's see, I know there was more, but I just can't off the top of my head. Oh yeah, Mercury goes retrograde on the 23rd, which is Wednesday. And Mercury retrograde in Virgo, I've already started seeing it. Some technology apps that I use are glitching. Um, things aren't being processed properly. We have, I mean, I work with a company that every time Mercury goes retrograde, they have issues with technology and um, credit cards and things like that. So it's a thing. Anyway, that's pretty much the overview for the week. Jupiter at 15 is really in conjunct or quincunx to Venus as she goes direct. And so Jupiter and Venus are going to do kind of like a, a flip and the energy is still gonna be strong. I would say there is a very strong shift with Venus. And then she is the energy that rules Taurus, Jupiter's in Taurus. And so on the day that they both switch, um, it's gonna be a significant day. Uh, Wednesday for breakups, divorces, um, significant events, material world as well could also be an energy associated with, um, you know, Jupiter can affect foreign energy. It can be affecting, you know, different difficulties with other countries, um, immigrants and how we get along with immigrants and aliens. And then also Taurus is the energy of the physical body 
And so the body may have something to say on Wednesday about what's going on. Uh, yeah, it's money, material goods, retail goods, the material world, basically, and then love as it relates. So value, material goods, money, it is in a finer sense, aesthetics, beauty, fashion, um, taking care of ourselves, that kind of thing. And there may be a routine that has to change in our health. So with that, I'm going to bid you adieu and we will see you next week. Thank you for your patience. And if I can get this other video up this week, I think it'll be a fun little addition that if it goes well, maybe I'll add it to my um, ongoing videos for podcasting. That's all for the week. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show. Thank you.